0: Well, obviously, we're doing things a little bit differently this morning. These stools are not here because I'm feeling weary and it's been a long morning, although it has little in some ways, but we thought that it would be a good opportunity, and Adam's going to join us too. Would you welcome Adam? (laughs) Given that it's been, and I'm not going to use the word unprecedented, although I've already used it twice I'm doing very badly in that space. It's been a different kind of a year and a season. And as I mentioned earlier, we do like, on this particular Sunday each year, to have a moment to reflect, to pause, to give thanks to the Lord for what He's been doing and how He's been at work. And given it's just been one of those unusual seasons, we thought we might do this in an unusual manner and way which um, I don't think we've done before. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure we've quite done anything uh, like this before. But this is the way I'd set it up. You know, there's, there's kind of some really great things that have come out of the past season and some other things that have not been so great. One of the, the cool things just for my family uh, was an opportunity during lockdown to spend meal times together. We found as the kids have grown up, Sure, a lot of you guys would relate to this. Always seems to be somewhere, someone somewhere, whether it's a sporting activity, after school activity, um, et cetera, etc. etc. So it's it's been hard to kind of find time to spend around the dinner table as a family. Then, of course, we're in lockdown and we're there every single night, which was a great blessing. And we kind of started this thing with our kids, which we've done sometimes, but we'd sit around the table. And I kind of remember how it started, but every night we'd, we'd go around and we'd say, hey, what are some of the highlights and lowlights? Like, what, what have been the good things from the day and the bad things from the day? And uh, some of the younger kids, the, our youngest ones are pretty cute. It was always, they said, what's the highlights? Everything. Everything's the highlight. Or they had a bad day and it was, what's, what's the highlights? Nothing, nothing. It was a terrible day. Which I guess has kind of been a bit of the nature of the season. But that actually became quite a, a, a useful tool for us as a family, just to process what we were going through, what was happening. And in fact, some nights we'd be getting the dinner ready, it wasn't even my wife and I, one of the kids would, would pop up and they'd be like, highlights and lowlights, highlights and lowlights, let's talk about it. And so it was really useful for us, we found, during that particular time, which was unusual for them, they weren't at school, They're no normal activities, they were trying to survive the online Zooms and everything else just for us to really be able to join together as a family and process through. What, what are some good things that we're really enjoying about it? And there was always some great things, things to be thankful for. And what are some things that you're really struggling with? And there was always some things in that space too. So this is kind of like setting the scene here. We're envisioning us around the virtual dinner table. It's a very big dinner table. We're having a meal together and just having an opportunity to share. We've had many conversations with many of you over the past season, so we're aware of a lot of the things going on. There's probably many other things that if we actually had the opportunity to go around the dinner table, first it'd be a very long dinner time, but there'd be plenty of other things that you, you could bring out as well. But we want to have that opportunity as a church family this morning to process, hopefully to encourage and to really look at what it is that we can grab a hold of, not only out of this season, but into the next one. Does that make sense? Sound good? So let me pray, and then what I've got is a whole list of questions. I think these guys know some of them, but this is great. I get to ask the questions, and they get to uh, enlighten us all with their answers and responses um, as a pastoral team. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this moment as a church family, just to pause to recalibrate, to reflect on the year that has been, Lord. And I thank you that you are a God who's with us. You're not just at a distance, not just omnipresent in a general sense, but you know what it is to walk in our shoes. You know what it is to experience the highs and the lows of life, to, to go through journeys together. And I thank you that you are a God who's with us. You've been with us at the times that we've been aware of it. You've been with us through those seasons where it's been far more of a challenge to recognize the reality of your presence. But we thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, I just ask in this moment to to share together that your goodness would shine through. That you'd show us that reality of your faithfulness that we can again anchor ourselves into that we can again build our lives upon. Give us listening ears to hear what it is that your Spirit is saying to each and every one of us here this morning, we pray. And would you be honoured in everything that we say, the thoughts, the attitudes, the meditations of our heart. We're here for you. We're here above and beyond all other reasons, to meet with you, to love you, to bring our offerings, to behold the beauty of who you are. And as we behold you, to become more like you. Help us see you, help us love you in a deeper and more real way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, question number one. Here we go. Maybe next time, if it works, we can get you to message in some questions for us and then that'll get really interesting. It's been an interesting enough season, hasn't it? Let's begin by framing this around a scripture, always the most important way, I think, to to come through and to approach and to reflect and ponder. But what is it, and you can be thinking your own answers as well in the midst of this, it's not just listening to us, what is it that has been for you guys a scripture or some scriptures that have really helped to frame this season, that have helped you navigate through what's been some challenges, some highs and some lows?
1: first? I'm going first, am I? All right. Excellent. I actually found this quite tricky to try and pick a scripture, but I have picked a scripture, I promise. <clears throat> um, and I think this probably encapsulates for me what I feel like through a number of passages of scripture that have been really important to me this year, and I feel even for us as a church um, in 1 Peter, um, chapter 1. So I'm just going to read um, verses 3. To seven, I think. <clears throat> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. I could, I just, this is all underlined in my Bible. Um, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I think for me, particularly in this season, I'm not answering the next question, I promise, Um, it just stands out to me of the timelessness and the faithfulness and the provision of our God for us, regardless of what is going on around for us. And actually, that even in the midst of various trials, that in fact there is a um, affirming. There's a, there's an invitation to affirming up of our faith in Him because He's unshakable.
2: That's good. Um, yeah. When I saw saw the question for me, there's been a couple of passages or a couple of verses I feel that have kind of kept coming back to me through this time. But nothing, you know, like that, oh, this is the verse for the season or whatever. So how I'm going to frame this is that f- for me in this this time, this last year or this last crazy season that we've been in, it's been just like consistently being in God's Word, um, like each day kind of thing, you know, and just the faithfulness of God to uh, continue to speak and the Holy Spirit to, to bring His touch and breathe life into things that even... Read many times before. I've lost track of the amount of times that, you know, something that I'm reading that morning will will just speak directly into a particular situation or a particular thing I'm feeling or a particular wrestle or whatever. Uh, but the two that I guess have kind of I feel the Lord has brought back to mind uh, over this season, uh, one Corinthians fifteen verse fifty eight. It says, "Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast." immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And uh, that's been an encouragement for me, maybe that's an encouragement for someone here today, my mom I think is listening. Um, be stead- like, I-, I feel this has been a time where you know, if ever there was a time for the people of God to be steadfast, it's, it's been in this season. We need to be steadfast, building our lives upon His firm foundation, immovable. But then this, this encouragement to always abound in the work of the Lord. Because we know that the, our labor in the Lord, our work in Him is never in vain. And that's been a personal encouragement, something that I've, I've come back to at various points. And kind of along a similar vein actually in Galatians 6 verse 9. It says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. Yeah here's the key if we do not give up if we do not give up you know you think that picture of those farmers out there and battling the conditions whether it's drought whether it's all the rain we've had and they continue to to sow seed they continue to prepare the ground and plant the crops and you know they will reap there there is seasons of harvest aren't there but as long as they don't give up and I guess it's the same for us not giving up being steadfast continuing
0: to keep our eyes on
2: the Lord. So there, that's kind of my answer.
0: Great. Yeah, yeah. I, I would underline and reinforce both of those. In fact, we haven't compared answers, so I'm as interested as you guys are to, to hear what these two have. But I was reflecting, and it's interesting that Catherine mentioned 1 Peter, because that was actually the passage of Scripture that I preached in the very first Sunday of this year. We preached from 1 Peter, talking about that context of the hope that we have through trials, and it was particularly verse 13 and you didn't quite get that far, so you're only halfway there. But verse, verse 13, um, it says this. It says, therefore, so this is the first command given that reality. says, therefore, with minds alert and fully sober. Kind of love that picture, isn't it? Like it's a time for readiness. It's a time not just to be unaware of what's happening around. Readiness and sober alert. He says, this is the command, set your hope on the grace that you find in Jesus Christ. And the title of the message is, How Secure Is Your Hope? And I remember that the picture that I gave to encourage us for this year was the picture of uh, mountain climbers. And I won't ask Vance who remembers. I'm sure it was deeply, profoundly impacting. But just in case you've forgotten. A picture of the mountain climbers climbing up a mountain. And as you climb, if you've had any experience in that space, particularly when you're in a treacherous peak, you need to anchor yourself in. So whether there's already anchors there or whether you need to go and every few feet you need to stop and you need to establish an anchor point. And the picture was that it would be a season that we'd find ourselves needing to be anchored in. You're only as strong as your anchor points. And I can't think of a season that has had as much potential or propensity towards losing your grip, just with the swirl of stuff around us. And that's been a continued encouragement to me, not just the season we've had, but I believe the season going forward, that we need to be anchored in. But there's also, we'll get to this in a moment, there was a promise that came with that. And if you remember, we finished off with a passage from Luke talking about the presence of the Lord being present to heal. And for me, there was that picture of we need to be anchored in because there's a a, a treacherous peak that requires that sort of an anchoring but the whole reason that you climb a peak is to get to the top and and there was that sense from the lord of him taking us to new places taking us to new heights we need to be anchored in not just to stand steady not just to survive but in order for us to really ascend the mountain for us to climb to where he'd have us be. And I do believe that there's a promise for us. As, as Adam said, if we, if we know what that is to be anchored in, if we continue to be steadfast, continue to not give up, not give in to hopelessness, but press in to what the Lord has for us, then I do believe that um, there is great promise for us as we continue to navigate this season. And we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So that's a later question. What do, what do we believe God's doing? We'll get there. So the next question is, obviously it has been that kind of season has, has come, up, come up where there's been some discouragement, there's been disappointments, there's been all sorts of different things. What do you guys feel have been for you personally or for us as a church family, some of those challenges, and what have been some of the strategies really to persevere through those challenges?
1: Am I going first? Catherine's first again. Right. Again. Um, challenges. Uh, Well, there's definitely a personal and I think probably church family-wide aspect of this last year. I'm not great at change. Like, I like things to be... um,
0: Anybody else like that? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I I, I do like my ducks in a row. And um, I think the amount of changing that we've had to do in this season, um, actually even for people who do change well, is fatiguing. Like I was thinking about it and there's a lot in our life that to kind of be able to manage life, we automate, like it just happens and that enables us to have free space to be able to do other things. But I feel like everything has had um, to keep changing and so there's not been a lot that's been able to be automated and therefore part of the challenge is that is it's fatiguing. and, and it takes more energy. So, um, I mean, I know at this time of the year, often you will ask people how they are and they will talk about busy and tired, but I do think there's, um, there is an awareness certainly in my life and in conversations with you that there is a, a, like a different fatigue, I think, and just wanting to be able to pay attention to that and the need to then respond to the Lord's invitation to rest and, and allow him to refresh and restore us, um, that is more than just about coming to the end of the year. Um, and I think the other challenge that goes with that that um, I was just thinking about is, um, you know, when we were sitting um, here last year, um, we, this was our, you know, new into the building and... Um, lots of dreams and things that we're wanting to do, but I feel like there has... Um, I mean, we'll get to the things that have been great to be thankful for. I'm allowed to talk about the challenges, aren't I? Um, there's been an inability to completely get stuck into, I feel like, life together in our new home. I feel like a lot of our decisions have been made on the basis of what we can temporarily do, and we'll do this when we can. Um, and so I think that's a, I think that's been a challenge. Like, um, you know, how do we um, how have we navigated that together? And then the other thing I think is the digital fatigue. Does anybody else? I would go around saying I feel like a Zoombie, because I just I thought a that Zoombie. I'd kissed I, like it. I th- thought I'd kissed Zoom goodbye last year, and um, here we were back again for another lengthy Zoom season. So um, I'm not going to say that we'll never Zoom again, but um, um, yes, the digital fatigue. And then did you want me to talk about key, the success? Go for, for it. Thing? Yeah, if you want it? I mean, uh, this sounds like a um, glib statement or a kind of a, it, it, like, I don't know, an oversimplification, but it, there absolutely has been this sense that we therefore have had to keep our eyes on Jesus because there's been all of this changing and shifting because... We can't anchor ourselves into the routines and even some of, I mean, we're not a program-oriented church, but every church has to have some stability through programs. And um, even that has been hard to establish in any kind of um, uh, ongoing rhythm because we've had to keep changing that. But. Um, Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus in a season like um, we're living in, because of all the distractions around us, takes intention. And so I feel like that's God knew that at the beginning of the year when He started telling us, "Pay attention, um, keep keep looking for what I'm doing." You know, there was that. There's just been that reoccurring theme through our year. Look at me, look at me, look at me. And um, I won't do that with a Kath and Kim accent, um, but. Um, And I feel like it's also why God has asked us this year to be intentional in our praying together. Because when we pray together, it leads us to have our eyes fixed on Jesus together. Like We have to do that as a community. So yes, we each individually need to choose to fix our eyes on Jesus and find practices and ways in our life to do that, but actually being part of family together. Praying together, meeting together, worshipping together, which obviously has had its challenges more recently again, but those are the things that help us to keep reminding each other where are our eyes fixed, where are we looking, where are we trusting, where's our security. So, yeah.
0: That's good.
2: Well, I think Catherine's kind of touched on the challenges for us as a church, you know, just staying engaged. I know... I'm just speaking on behalf of, say, overseeing the youth group, for example. We've gone from meeting online to meeting out in the courtyard in the middle of winter last year just to try and meet together, meeting at the healing rooms, meeting, like, back online, there's just been, yeah, all that change, and just, there's been challenge there, just trying to to keep keep the youth, keep the young people engaged, you know, keep them, keep encouraging them in their faith. and I'm sure that all of us are aware of the various other challenges, you know, that have faced us as a church. But personally, if I can just share um, openly and honestly, I think probably the, the, one of the challenges over this past season is just uh, keeping discouragement at bay, to be honest. Just keeping, keeping discouragement at bay because it's very easy for that to um, come and take hold in your heart and your mind if, if our eyes aren't on the Lord as Catherine was saying and if we're not anchored securely and you know the enemy can come to bring lies and doubt and all those things he knows when we're feeling weary or we're feeling a bit discouraged or a bit disappointed about something so yeah just learning I think personally to, to guard my heart against uh, discouragement I'm grateful for my wonderful wife who's, who's out the back there uh, for for her help and, and, and encouragement and support there but also in terms of t- a key strategy as well um, just to go back to what I mentioned earlier just being in, in God's word uh, for me has been a really uh, crucial thing in this season you know it's a, a time and a season as Andrew mentioned of so much division so much contention all these things and I've tried, I guess, intentionally to sort of guard what's what's coming in here or what I'm feeding in here um, in terms of, you know, uh, the news and online and social media stuff. So really trying to be intentional about that um, because, you know, so many opinions, distractions, all sorts of things, but ultimately I, I want to be knowing what his opinion is and what his perspective is, the Lord, um, and so as as we to build our lives upon the Word as we, as we spend time in, in the presence of the Lord. Uh, that for me has been, has been very uh, helpful and even just some of the things away from, from work and ministry, just, just recognizing those things that really, I guess, make me come alive. Um, being able to switch off from, from thinking about work and ministry all the time, spend time with my family, with my kids. Exercise—that's a big one for me as well. So I've been, as Andrew mentioned earlier, about you know just family time in the lockdown. Uh, that's been a real blessing for us as well. But one of the things has been I've loved getting out there uh, with our, our two sons who are eight and five. They're kind of—they love riding their bikes. So kind of like to be efficient and kill many birds with the one stone. So I say, how about we go for a ride? You guys can get some energy out. Give Mum a bit of a break and I'll go for a run with you. I'll take Esther, our little girl, two-year-old daughter, in the pram. And so we'd go and they'd ride and I'd run with the pram and on the way back I'd be pushing our youngest son whilst pushing the pram and people would be kind of looking. But, but that kind of thing, I, I love that because I can spend with my kids, um, you know, and it's physical exertion and exercise and so they're kind of
0: some strategies. that Great practical good. strategy, Yeah. So, I mean, if you've f- if you've been feeling a little discouraged and flat and tired, you're not alone. I think my hat is off to any family with young kids. If you've come through COVID and uh, managed the homeschooling, who thought we'd all be, you know, home teachers as well as home workers and home everything, and you've still got your sanity even partly intact, you know, I think you deserve a a badge of honour and pat yourself on the back. Um, <clears throat> There's, there's been some challenges, there's no doubt, and that's, that's what this is kind of, you know, all about, is us debriefing and sharing how we're doing together. I think, for me, the change wasn't a big factor. I love change, you know? If there's not some change there, I'll make some change happening. That wasn't a big issue. I think for me, and I shared about this last Sunday, was that fact where there's no capacity really to dream or... It's, a, it's not that you can't. It's kind of like, well, what's the point? Because the plans, you know... I, I don't know what's around the corner. And, and that lack of capacity to really look forward and be forward-looking was something that I found very suffocating. And the strategy for me was, and this is partly moving on to the next question, of what, what what's thought the Lord been doing for us in the midst? And one thing for me is he's really been bringing us back to basics. Adam's talked already about his word, but bringing us back to that place where we really know what it is to be dependent upon him. Uh, not, not just always looking forward or to the next thing or relying upon our methods or our strengths, but bringing us back to that place where the foundations are tested so that we would know what it is that our lives are built upon. And if you haven't had a few uh, foundations tested, well, partly I'd be surprised, but let's sit down and have a conversation because... I think that the Lord has really been revealing some things, strengthening some things, and causing some things that need to die to be removed from our lives as a church and as individuals so that we would uh, rise up with a greater strength, a greater capacity, a greater intimacy, that sense of trusting the Lord for our daily bread, not just always kind of looking ahead to the next, the latest, the greatest. I mean, there's never been a season I can remember in my lifetime where the church around the world has been so impacted, where there's been huge periods where they haven't met together and there hasn't been that capacity to rely on the old way of doing things. I think prayer was a key for us this year and that was great because that was something that could actually carry through the lockdown period. But the Lord bringing us back to that place of intimacy with Him, of that foundation of prayer, of pressing in, on our knees of reading his word. But what are some other things that you feel like the Lord's been doing in the midst of this season?
1: I was, um, when you put that in the question to us, and I was thinking about the gift that there has actually been in being kept a little bit off balance. You all know that I run trails and one of the things you have to do to be able to strengthen your ability with your ankles is to do wobble board work. So standing on a wobble board and actually kind of making those little muscles around your ankles stronger. And um, I really, um, Andrew said just before, but I really believe that we're in a season where God is strengthening his people. And we don't get strong to be able to be steadfast when everything is still and we're on flat ground. Like we actually, we're strengthened when we're on a wobble board and we actually have to try and kind of remain steadfast. And one of the other things about a wobble board is you have to kind of pick a point and kind of keep looking at that to try and then keep your balance. And if anybody, you know, just... And so Jesus is our point to keep our eyes fixed on, but we've actually got to kind of work that. And so I think that God is doing that in this season and that he's strengthening us as his people. Um, and, you know, I think... You you said, Andrew, and I really agree with this. I think that he's been challenging our attachments. You know, the things that we think either make us... Um, successful as Christians or even happy in life and you know lots of things that we would normally say should or need to be a part of even church life that haven't been able to be there. And yet we've seen how faithful and incredibly reliable God is for us even though things haven't looked the way that we expect or um, the way that even we would want to. Um, And definitely um, he's really in that wobble board challenging our illusion of control. Like, uh, you know, of, of what we think it's important for us to know about and that we live with a degree of mystery as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, we will not have an answer to everything. And that, in fact, that's okay and that doesn't weaken us as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, there's an invitation to be strengthened by the fact that we don't know, but he does. And I feel like this season has really highlighted that to us and there's been an invitation to that. And and this gift of finding this security and certainty of God in the midst of uncertainty that builds this robust faith in us that then becomes unshakable because he's unshakable and that he's with us. And um, I've loved going through the book of Acts even this year and just seeing that. Um, and I feel that it just weaves into what he's doing in our midst here, giving us this clear picture of the certainty of God through many shifting situations, the power of God at work, but also what it looked like for the early church with opposing ideologies around them and and how how did they navigate that? Like I just feel like God's been beautifully weaving in for us this opportunity to be be strengthened.
2: It's, good. it's great. Um, yeah, all those things, of course, absolutely. I think one of the things that, and we've we've kind of been preaching on this a little bit and touching on it even throughout this whole season, is just knowing and seeing that God is not limited by uh, anything by the by the season that we've been in. His he is still at work. You know, we sing. He's the way maker, even when we can't see it you're working even when we can't feel it you're working and um you know we sing all those things about the nature of who God is and I think as part of that strengthening and anchoring as we've been talking about is is really um grabbing hold of of who God is remembering who he is and that he's the wonder working God that he is at work in our hearts and lives um I recently um we uh, had a need to get a, a another car. And uh, I don't know if, if you've found this. It's like when you get a car that you haven't had before, a different brand, all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere. Yeah. Does anyone... Yeah. Like, so we, we've always had Toyotas. We felt to go with a Suzuki this time, right? And I've never really noticed them on the road before, but now all of a sudden, driving along, everyone's got Suzuki's and you just see them. And it's like what you you kind of it's because you're a little bit more perhaps intentional about looking out or you're maybe just a little bit more aware of them, right? And I feel like the Lord sort of put on my heart in our lives of faith, it's like, are we looking to see what God is doing? Are we looking to see what he's doing? If we are looking for it, if we're looking for that Suzuki, we are going to see them drive past all the time. If we're looking, if our hearts are set on the Lord, if our hearts are open and we're like, Lord, we just want to know you, we want to be strengthened, we want to you know, walk in your ways, Lord, we want to see what you're doing, we want to take you at your word, I really believe, and it's something that's been stirring in my own heart, that we will see what God
0: is doing and what he's wanting to do um, if we have eyes to see it. Okay. Amen. Amen to that. The only thing I'd add is, you know, we've talked a bit about COVID and lockdown. There's other challenges around as well. Early this year, I know we've talked about this, but the local ACT government introduced their conversion therapy laws, which now make it illegal to hold and uh, pronounce in certain settings a biblical view on morality and gender and marriage and those kind of issues. And they've actually recently put forward a submission. It's now open for reviews early next year. Reviews close about their next stage of that. Now, there's, there's a lot happening in that space. We could talk for hours in terms of the increasing darkness that is around us and all be very discouraged. But one of the other words for this year was Isaiah 60. It says, Deep darkness surrounds you, but the glory of the Lord will arise upon his people, And there is that sense. We don't want to be unaware, but there is increasing darkness on every level. There is. There's agendas. There's, um, as Paul says in Ephesians, there's principalities and powers. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised about this. It's just that it's becoming more obvious now than it is in other seasons. It's becoming illegal to hold a Christian worldview. But the glorious reality is that there's opportunities even now, and will be, I believe, going forward, to shine the light. We hold the glory the light of the gospel, the light of the world has come. We have the truth. What a gift it is that we're able to shine as lights in the midst of the darkness. And that's something that increasingly stirs within my heart. Let's, let's just finish, guys. One more question. What is something, because it's always good to finish on this kind of note, what are you most thankful for? A praise report, a thankful report as we reflect upon the year and then we'll move on.
1: What am I most thankful for? I, I, that's not a short question, but I will keep it short. Okay. Um, I think if I was going to highlight anything, I, um, I am just really thankful to be um, part of church family with you all. I feel that um, one of the things that has there's been an opportunity to see in this season is how you actually look to care for and love one another. And we've just had testimony after testimony of, you know, when it, when we were only allowed to be able to do a walk with someone, people getting together and making sure that um, people were not on their own, particularly, you know, where people are living alone. And so then when they weren't allowed to be in gathering, that's a very significant thing if you don't have family in the same house as you. And so... I've just seen you love one another um, really well, and I'm really thankful for that. And you don't get to see that, you get to see those things most when things are hard. And some of you have had some really hard things to walk through in this season. And um, I've watched church family rally and provide meals and um, sit with people and go for walks with people and so that's probably, if I was going to say like a highlight thankful thing for me, that would be it.
2: That's good. Yeah, a few things for me, I'm thankful for you, the church here, being able to see and have faces in front of us here. It's a real blessing when you've kind of been in a room. To actually be in a room with people. That's right. Not just one person. Thankful for for this church, for this church family. Uh, Thankful for these people to my left and right, Andrew and Catherine. Just the privilege of working and walking alongside of them. Thankful for my wonderful wife and family, uh, who I mentioned earlier. Um, But just thankful, just a few other things in church life. Uh, I've been really thankful for just this focus on prayer this year. And had the privilege of overseeing the Wednesday lunchtime Zoom prayer meeting. And that has kind of been one of the highlights of these last few months for me personally, just seeing people gather each week. Uh, usually, well, a few less of late, but, but in the middle of lockdown, there was kind of 10, 15 people, just faithful prayers who would gather. And just the, the, the sense of intentionality and really just coming to seek the Lord, uphold the church. Um, seek God for what he's wanting to do that's been a real blessing Uh, I'm also incredibly uh, thankful for just the people that serve within the life of the church and I want to make just mention of uh, particular people so uh, we've had uh, the production team Uh, I, I just think you know when you're at home watching you kind of see what's up here and things tend to go pretty seamlessly uh, in ter- and especially, there were some challenges there when only two of us could be here. But I, I want to make particular note of, of just the production team: um, Paul and Steve, Thanks, and Tony and Joel, uh, Matt, and Paul. And uh, when you start mentioning people, you forget. Um, it, if I've forgotten anyone, I, I do ask for your forgiveness. But but just the work that they're doing, because basically in this season they've kept church accessible and open and connected to all of us to tune in. So I want to thank you guys for that work. I'm also thankful for the worship teams, uh, the incredibly faithful people with hearts for worship and just all that they do, the sound people as well. Uh, just really thankful for the amazing job that they do. The youth leaders who, I don't know that are here tonight, but they willingly invest their time and their effort and their energy pouring into the young people of this church. And uh, so I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank all those people that serve and then all the rest of you who serve in other capacities who are ushering, cleaning, all those things. We're so grateful. So thank you.
0: Yep. yep. Amen to all of those. Yeah, I think, and I could say this every single year, it's funny, you go through a season and often you're not really aware of the goodness of God and the things that He has been uh, accomplishing until you look back on a season. And there's no doubt in my mind as I look back on this past year as I have in other years which have been far more smooth sailing and there's obvious evidence of His fingerprints. I always love in uh, Psalm 23 it says, Surely, certainly, goodness and mercy will follow me. It's like I can't get away from it, you know, it's just just the way the Christian life works. It's just there. His goodness is there. But interestingly, it's following, isn't it? Sometimes we've got to turn around to see evidence of that reality. And so I would encourage us, um, as the year draws to a close, particularly given the year that we've had, take, take time. Take time, in, you know, as a family around the dinner table, take time with friends, whatever format that looks like. Look back and see that goodness and mercy of the Lord that is surely following after us and allow that to really fuel us, give us courage, give us passion, give us purpose as we step into. It's still an unknown season. It'd be nice to be here, wouldn't it? And, you know, as we were last year saying, well, COVID's pretty much over. You know, everything's opening up, international travel, it's back to normal this year. And I was just seeing this weekend, new variants and more COVID and more political stuff going on and... But the good news is, none of that's a surprise to the Lord. He's with us. He's going to lead us on through. He's got a glorious call for each one of us personally and for us as a church in the midst of this season. Amen. 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 End, right up. On. Come on, on. Ross. You are. I can see that. <laughs> you know, to your, to your question, what
1: are you thankful for? Well, we as a church, we as a church, you pastor our church. You know, we want to say
2: thank you. Yes. We don't honour people terribly well
0: She we hasn't finished, finished yet. Shh.
1: <laughs> Catherine, you have been faithful with the women. You know, the Wednesday, the Tuesday night, the
2: Friday morning, coffee get together, which I never was able to because we had room. Get together, you have really um,
1: pastors
2: and uh, community and fellowship amongst the women and all the other things we've done too. But, you know, we, we thank you for that. And Adam, what would you say about you? <laughs> Because we're so connected with you, you know, the youth, the, youth, the worship, um, the uh, many uh, Zoom sessions and pastoral stuff, that you have done. We are grateful. Yes. Andrew Andrew, yes. Andrew, I'm not as connected.
0: Be nice. Work, but, <laughs> but you know the
1: prayer meeting on yes. uh, a Friday morning. Yes. All
2: of the preparation and all of you the sermons, but i sh- I know that you have done pastoral um, uh, you know meetings and connected by Zoom and you know, we don't see the all that goes on in the background but We as a church, I'm asking our church to stand on their feet. We want to thank you that you
1: have come through this time.
0: Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Roz. Thank you.
1: I I would personally like to thank Nicole and Christelle, who behind the scenes have kept the engine moving, running, and with such incredible efficiency that it's beyond words. Thank you.
0: All right. Anybody else? Any other takers? No, I was just joking. you want to say, Rose? Come on! <laughs> right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say things like that. Hope, that's right. Fantastic. You were always speaking about hope, so we have. I to show my top. My hope. Can everyone see her hope? Her, her top it says hope. How secure is your hope? Thanks, Rose. Thank you. Um, well, I'm going to pray for us, but then after that, we do want you to hang around for some fellowship. We've been working hard on the cafe. It was nearly ready to open up prior to lockdown, but this is the first Sunday it'll be open. We've had some barista training, but they're very new, so go easy. And the coffee is on the house today. So it is free coffee, grab some coffee. There'll be live jazz. That's in uh, the room to my right, to your left. If you're looking for the foyer, there's still people we've been here for a year, and they're like, is there a foyer somewhere? It's, if you head at the doors to my left, to your right, there's a courtyard there. What did I say? Courtyard? There's there's a courtyard for you, for your courtyard. Who's confused now? Who has no idea what's up and down? If you head out these doors to your right, to my left, you'll find an area there, whatever you want to call it. And we've got a new little kids' playground in there. So kids, you're welcome. And there's some sausage sizzle and some hot chips and just a time of fellowship provided the weather holds off, which looks good. Can we stand? I just want to pray. So, Father, more than anything else, as we look back upon the year that's been, and even as we look forward, we want to give you thanks. We want to give you praise for all that you have done, for all that you are doing, for all that you will do. We thank you that you're faithful. We thank you that you're with us. We thank you that you are able to lead us through, as you have done thus far, so you will lead us through whatever it is that may come in the seasons ahead. We choose to trust you and we choose to look forward with great expectancy in our hearts. May your kingdom come. May your will be done as we approach this new year. For the glory of your name, King Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.